Hello world, it's Jiang and Katie. We are two brain cells trying to share our stories on navigating the grad school experience and pursuing higher education. Woo! Hello, Jiang. Hello, Katie. How, How are, are you? you doing? Oh, we Jinx. both said that. <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm doing okay. I know recently you shared the ending of your application journey. Mine is slowly coming to an end, so I think it's just I'm just trying to like be patient and wait out so I can like officially close this chapter. Mhm. For our listeners, this is our first episode that we're recording post spring break. Yes. So, I mean, we've been like recording in between too. But, you know, just trying to get back on that. On our normal schedule? Yeah, on our normal schedule, because I feel like we haven't been doing it in our normally timed schedules the last two weeks. Mm. But I hope you all like my episode. It was released today, but I guess by this point, it's like last week. Go listen to it, please. Well, (laughs) we don't actually know when we're releasing this episode either. I guess that's true. Well, anyways, you would have heard the ending of my application cycle so, yes, you will shortly hear Katie's in the future. Hopefully. Hopefully. We don't know when this will come out in respect to that. That is true. But today, Jiang, I know that this was a topic that you wanted to bring up. So would you kind of like to, I don't know, preface what we're going to talk about? Yeah, today we thought, or I guess I thought that we might get a little more personal into like who we are as people as opposed to how we are as students. So today I wanted to talk about how our faith was like during grad school, because I think we've mentioned in a previous episode how we like went to church together during undergrad. And during grad school, I moved away from our church that we went to while Katie still stayed there. So just that experience and how we either like grew in faith as grad students or how we dealt with community and all those other things. So I guess maybe the first topic of conversation we can go into is how our church life was like as grad students. Because I know, Katie, you kind of, well, you stayed at the same institution for your master's. So you also stayed at our same church. Mm -hmm. So how was that? I think to preface, I feel like the church that Jung and I attended was particularly unique in the fact that it was very close to our university. So... At least when Jiang and I attended, the majority of the population was college students. And then there was like young adult sector was uh, like group was like a little smaller than that. And even smaller were, were more of the like the families, like the people who had families or like married couples. So that was what the church demographic was. And because we had a large college a large amount of college students just from being near a university this happened more towards the tail end of your college experience but in the middle of i think starting my sophomore year they formed a college group within our church that was tailored specifically towards college students so when that point hit so my sophomore year of undergrad college students within our church became a little bit more isolated because they had a group specifically tailoring to them. So when I was in grad school, it was actually very interesting because I graduated, I quote unquote graduated from undergrad. So I also therefore quote unquote graduated from that college group. 
But at the same time, I was still a student, just not an undergrad student. So I couldn't really relate to the working young adults that were also at my church as well. So I felt like there was a point where like, I realized like I was in this limbo middle ground of like I had one foot in the world of being a student at the church, which has very like when you're in a community of students struggling, like you feel that. But at the same time, I felt like I'm also a young adult. I'm like a year older than the current seniors at the time. But when you take a look at 18 year old freshmen, you're like, oh, you're like a newborn to me. You are like a baby and I can't necessarily relate my problems like on a one-to-one basis with you. Being in that, I guess, middle ground presented its own kind of unique struggles. I'm just trying to figure out where to fit in. I realized that at least from my experience, I had to take a lot of initiatives. Unlike a college student, I don't have a group that's tailor-made for me, for me to interact with other people of a similar life stage. It's not like tailored to that. I had to go out and... I guess, curate my own church experience, which was essentially just me coming out of my shell and talking, which ended up being fine. I mean, that I guess that's more of the socializing, community, fellowshipping aspect of the church. I think spiritually wise, I think it was particularly difficult for me because there weren't a lot of young adults who were my age at least who are pursuing grad school so like again like i said before we have our own unique hardships and like when you have when you face trials or hardships obviously it will affect your spiritual life a little bit just because like you're struggling but because like i don't have i didn't have a lot of people who understood my exact struggle like obviously like i had to be a little bit more proactive and like building up my faith so like I could hold on to my sanity a little bit more but then like that in and of itself pushed me to continue to find other people and like even though like yeah sure there weren't adults who were going through grad school but there were just a, other young adults in general who was just going through life issues they could kind of it wasn't one-to-one they could still also support me and carry me through and encourage me and push me to continue I guess, in my faith journey. I don't know if that answered the question, but I guess like in those two aspects, that was kind of like my experience, at least as a grad student, going to church and going walking through my faith journey in that portion of my life. And you still go to that same church now. And now that you're, I guess, a year out of grad school, I mean, now you're like full on yeah. young adult, you know? According to our this church, our church's age category, yeah. maybe. Do you feel like you're more supported now because you're not in this like limbo phase anymore? Because you're still kind of young yeah, too. So I think like when now that I'm removed from school in general, I think I realized at least outside looking in, it's not like when school was out of the equation. Now, now it's all of a sudden. Oh, now I can relate to people. I think that was a misconception I had while I was in grad school. So now like being removed from that, I realized that it's not that school being a grad student made me unrelatable. So I know it sounds like I'm contradicting myself, but this is this is just the thought process that I had through the years. It's more of that. Oh, I'm trying to find the words. It's not that school is what made me unrelatable. It's just that Every human being has unique set of problems and no one is ever going to be a one-to-one match when it comes to matching your exact struggles. 
And I think for me, realizing that, especially because halfway through my grad school, so remember it's one year program. And I said before that I had to make a commitment and just start networking and making friends who are young adults. I decided to join toward late towards the end of my master's program. So like literally right when the pandemic hit and we all had to start staying home, I decided to join a small group awkward because I thought I would be joining them in person and then it was like nope we're doing zoom calls (laughs) so it was a little strange but like I decided to join one of our young adult small groups at church we call them house churches and that's when I realized so many people come from all different walks of life even even though no one can quite understand every single person's struggle like some of my like I still attend the same house church small group whatever you want to call it and I have been with this these people for almost about a year now because it's like our pandemic anniversary they've come from all different walks of life that I cannot possibly relate to but the fact that we can still lift each other up encourage each other because there are some commonalities across most generic human struggles that has kind of helped me to have a support system in an environment where I thought, oh, because no one is pursuing grad like higher education the way I am, no one can understand me, and therefore like I don't have like it helped me take myself out of the mentality and say, no, I have a support system, even though they can't it's kind of like what you and Kevin talked about. Like Kevin can't necessarily understand everything that you go through because he himself is not a grad student. Kevin, for those of you who do not know, is um Jiang's boyfriend but it's it's in a similar vein of like even though these people don't understand me they can still give me the emotional support and encouragement that I need to keep on going and if they can't they point me to like scripture or or to my faith and help empower me to just keep on going so I think that was like one of the big difference coming out of grad school and being quote-unquote real working young adult Mm -hmm. yeah I think those are all very valuable things. And I think I understand what you mean by like, you know, you didn't like isolate yourself being a student per se, but I think we all have that. Because I I definitely had that too, where not that I didn't think anyone could relate with my struggles, but I think I did myself a disservice by putting myself in a tiny box Mm, of that label. Like you categorized yourself, kind of. Yeah, and I think that was also a mistake on my part I guess during grad school how was your faith journey or how was like church life for you because I was always curious because like Jiang and I attended the same church for a long time and then she kind of yeeted herself off to her grad (laughs) school and to be honest Jiang when you were attending grad school I had no idea what you were doing (laughs) school-wise maybe a little bit but church-wise I have no idea like I think it wasn't until after you graduated where I started hearing like, oh, you had a small group then or you had this one person at your church's small group. And I was like, oh, so you did you did go to church. Yeah, I feel like my church life in grad school was very it was a big shock from what I was used to in undergrad. And I think that shock made it very difficult for me to assimilate, I think. So our church in undergrad was predominantly like Asian American. And I think having that cultural understanding helps you connect with people better to a certain degree. But the church, I mean, the town that I was in was just predominantly, well, I mean, it was a huge university city. 
So essentially everyone that was attending this church was somehow affiliated with the university I was there. So it was a lot of academic people, Mm. really smart, successful academic people. And I think compared to our old church in undergrad, the demographic was very wide. Like it was a multicultural church and the age range was from like families to like elderly people. Uh. It was was like a multicultural, multigenerational church. And I tried in the beginning not to go church hopping, but to be honest, I didn't have too many options because I don't have mode of transportation. I think I checked out like three churches and the one that I stuck with was, in my opinion, the closest to what I was comfortable with, but it was still very out of my comfort zone. So yeah, I attended a small group and my small group I mean, the the small group that our church had was based on location. So it was just, this one just so happened to be in downtown. So that was the only one I had access to. And luckily, I did attend this church with my roommate at the time. Oh, I, I guess maybe I should preface that. I lived with two other girls and we ended up living together because we were all Christian. Oh, I didn't so know I that. So I think having that, yeah, so it's funny because when we started like right before we started grad school, obviously we have to find housing. And my one roommate, she we had a like an Excel spreadsheet where our school helped us find roommates who are in the same program. So my one roommate, I think her like description of her personality was like loves to listen to praise music or something like that, where it was a tell like a sign that she was Christian. <laughs> you just, you I just, just radiated to her towards like, her. He's like one of me. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, wow, she's like a beacon. So then me and my other roommate reached out to her. And then we ended up like all living together. So I feel like my church life admittedly was very lacking. But I think having the support system from my roommates was very vital in keeping me afloat. Mm. And the reason I think that my church life was a little lacking was because, you know, in our undergrad church, I feel like our church's whole focus was on family and community and doing life together I feel like that was their whole like slogan Mm -hmm. thing whereas for this church they were very conservative and they had a huge focus on theology Mm. which is something that I wasn't really used to and I think that also showed how lacking I was in like biblical knowledge so our small group was always around like a bible study and it literally felt like I was in a lecture because (laughs) Like everyone in my church was either like a doctor, a professor, or like a med student, or like someone affiliated with our university in some way. They were all they all had big brain energy. Mm. So I feel like I learned a lot in that sense, but I honestly didn't really know who they were as people. Huh. There was like no way for me to really get to know them. And I think that's where I failed where in the sense that I put myself in a box of being a grad student and most of the people in my small group were married couples. So I felt like a huge disconnect in that sense. So there was that. And this is something that I've shared with my roommate too because we attended the same small group where I felt like maybe I was timid and I felt like I didn't know enough about the Bible. So I also didn't really participate in conversation like discussions. Oh, no. I was like, I'm not smart enough 
to have these discussions. I don't know. Like, so in that sense, I felt like something was missing. Like community felt like it was lacking, in my opinion. And then I also had a really difficult time just even like going all in because, you know, like I was dating Kevin. And if you listen to our fourth episode, (laughs) people will know that I went to visit Kevin like once a month. So once a month, I'd go back to like our old church, the one that Katie attends because Kevin also attends the same church as her. So once a month, I'd go there. And then so I was in like this weird limbo stage where I felt like I didn't really belong to either churches because I'm no longer a member at, you know, our old church, but I still come once a month, which is like 25% of the month, you know, because there's only four Sundays in the month. And this is true. Yeah. And then even though I go to my church at school for like the other three Sundays of the month, I didn't feel like I knew anyone. Or I didn't feel like I was connecting with anyone. So I think like towards the middle of my grad program, like after the year, I was just so tired. Yeah, I feel welcomed whenever I visited, but it was, I felt like a constant newcomer. Because uh... it gets to a point where there are freshmen now who I don't know who are part of like our welcoming team, who are, who is welcoming me as if I'm new for the very first time. But this would happen I constantly. you telling me that someone came up to you or they asked you if you were new and you were like, no, I've been, I've attended this church for, for a long time, for a while back. Yeah, so I think, and then like at that point, it's like because our old church was so friendly, you know, like obviously they're going to put their attention to like the newcomer or like to the freshman or like to the, younger people so I was I kind of felt like an afterthought where people were like oh she knows people here like it's fine but like Mm. really like it was such a lonely experience every time I visited actually during service you know I'd sit by myself and then Kevin would sit with me and then people would say hi and be they'd be like oh like we haven't seen you in a while like how's school and like small talk like that and then after I would just wait for Kevin and then Mm. like I just kind of go along with like what he had planned So it was kind of lonely in that sense every time I visited. So because I was kind of balancing between these two churches, I feel like that was detrimental to my faith, I guess. Because I felt like I wasn't growing at like either place. So I felt like I was kind of stagnant. But I think things did brighten up during my second year. Because at this point, I had met more people at my church in my at my school who were closer to my age, who were grad students. And my roommates and I set up our Friday night hangouts, which I think I mentioned Mm -hmm. in a different episode where, you know, we'd like all hang out Friday nights. And then, you know, sometimes we'd go into like deeper conversations about how we're doing. And I think that was just a really nice time to have people who are in the same like boat as me in terms of academic understanding and they were also very encouraging in terms of trying to keep me accountable with certain things so I felt like that was really nice to have because then at that point that's when I started regaining sense of community because up until then I was kind of just like well like I'm just kind of a flow like I feel like I'm just floating right it's like I don't really feel like I belong here don't really feel like I relate here and I think it's also different 
or it was also hard because as a grad student, you have a time limit of how long you're going to be here. I had like two years. So a part of me also kind of felt, do I want to, like, how much am I willing to give in to be proactive to get to know these people if I'm going to be leaving so soon? Mm. I think I just jumped over, like, I mean, I just went through like a bunch of topics, but I feel like overall, that's just how I was feeling. To ask like a similar question then, since then, since your graduation, how has your church life looked like as a an adult, an adult adult? An adult. Yeah, so now I'm in another church because obviously I've moved away from my, my old campus. And I think it's way better now. I think I am in a space where the church I attend now, they also value like community and growing together. And I think that's something that I realize is kind of like a non-negotiable for me where like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like I felt like the theology I was learning at my old church was very important and valuable, but without community, I felt like there was no way for me to practically apply any of the theology I was learning. And I also am thankful that my church right now and like the small group that I'm in right now, we're like kind of in like a similar age category i guess Um, oh so they're like all also young adults as well yeah they're young adults i think the age range would it would i i think i'm still the youngest so it goes from like 25 to like 30 ish maybe like 33 but i think now i'm at a point where i'm not afraid of the married couples (laughs) (laughs) because i don't know why i think before like in my old small group because they were such i don't know like I was so intimidated by them. Mm. Like, I was too intimidated. I mean, I am too, so I can't say anything. Yeah, but now I kind of see, like, the older people in my small group as very valuable lessons and, like, what I should expect in my next stages of life. But, oh, and also, like, another thing that I learned while going to this new church was I figured I had to be proactive from the get-go because I think that was a regret I had from my, like, church and grad school. That I waited too long to be serious about it, I guess. So when I moved here, I was like, I'm going to get involved as soon as possible. And then I did. And then the pandemic happened. So I was like, well, there goes all the progress I've made. But yeah, I feel like my church life right now has been way better. And I feel like I have grown since. So that's been good. I do remember like in grad school, I had two moments where... I had to talk about faith to people. I don't want to say like evangelizing, but something of that sort. And I was like, wow, I've never had to really do this in undergrad. Oh, no, I had a similar. I didn't have like many encounters. I just remember like I there was like a few encounters because some of the friends I made were non-Christian. And Mm -hmm. like, I don't know how my faith became a topic, but like I was just like, I never had to do this in undergrad. No one trained me on how to do this. Send help. Yeah, I also had two encounters, and they were both from my grad program. Admittedly, I don't think it was very successful mm-hmm. in terms of, like, if I see where they are now, like, I don't actually think that what we said came across to them. But I think when the first incident happened, it was a, a very shocking moment for me because I realized just how unprepared I was and how little my faith was. Mm. Um, and I think because of that a part of me was kind of glad that I left our church 
to like go to a new church just because now like I have wider perspective I think because I think if I just stayed at our old church I would have been like too comfortable in like you know the people that we knew and what I was used to so even though like the those encounters weren't positive in the sense that the person like came out I actually no I don't want to say it like wasn't a positive experience but I think it was still a very enlightening experience for me Mm -hmm. I was like wow I'm glad that I have this opportunity to like speak to this person and I'm also glad that I'm able to have this introspective moment where I am seeing how lacking I am Mm. I think like my experience is a little bit different because I'm trying to recall it and I remember it was like we were studying (laughs) it was literally right before we were going to an exam oh (laughs) and I remember dreading it because I was freaking out out because like nothing I studied was sticking and I blame that because of the panic Mm -hmm. test wise like I think I actually ended up doing fine it's just like I was like on full panic mode and I remember saying something along the lines of you know whatever happens will happen and like if it's the case that God like does not want me to go down this path then like whatever happens with hap- happen and I remember my friend who is not Christian she says to me do you really believe that if you're not meant to become like a doctor that God will and I like I kind of was a little dumbfounded because I never first of all I never expected her to ask that question but at the same time I like sat to, I kind of had to sit with myself in that one millisecond to sit with myself I was like do I really believe that and it like weirdly affirmed me more in that belief <laughs> Uh-huh. even though like she was like genuinely asking me and I was like yeah I do it wasn't full off full out evangelizing I wouldn't say that it made me realize how unprepared I was because it wasn't like I, it was like a, in a state where I was a, directly evangelizing but it was more just like at least in that experience I was just I think what it was was that in undergrad because there is a tailor-made community for college kids a lot of my friends, a lot of my friend groups, except for the, the exception of a couple friend groups, were Christian. So I lived in this little bubble of familiarity. Like I wouldn't, I often didn't have to come across people who didn't know or didn't instinctively get the concepts that we talked about, especially when it came to like God's plan for us or whatnot, like future like anxieties and everything. So I'm kind of also grateful in the sense that grad school, I was taken out of that environment. I could interact with people who weren't necessarily thought the way I thought, who held the same beliefs as I do. And in that perspective, I think that also gave me a chance to grow and become more solid in my faith. Because if you are, not to say that I was tested, but to like be able to see other people's opinions and reflect upon them on yourself and how you, and you take the time to truly reflect on what you believe I thought that was just a healthy experience for me so yeah you know these moments happen when you least expect it Mm-mm. so in a sense I think every one of these experiences are unprepared experiences this is true you are absolutely right I was so frazzled because I think the one I'm thinking about most like this person straight up asked me to bring them to church oh and I was like that's oh my so gosh. direct I was like <laughs> okay so you know I brought this person to church and I was and then we ate lunch after and I was like how was it but admittedly I don't keep in contact with this person anymore so 
my bad. I mean, like, on an aside, I feel like, at least what we, I feel like Jiang and I have been taught, or maybe, I don't know, maybe this might not resonate with you. It's, it's more like to be able to just plant that seed or that idea and like be like, I guess, a stepping stone in their journey of curiosity and discovery, then I think, I think like that it also counts for something. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think another topic I wanted to maybe bring up, it literally just popped in my head. So let me just try to formulate my words properly in a coherent way. Yes, we love articulate women. <laughs> so at our church in undergrad, I think our pastor, he he liked to emphasize, I'm going to have to do a lot of post editing in this section, but okay, maybe not what our pastor said, but you know, there's that concept of is this God's plan for you in terms of like your future and all that stuff? And I guess like, how do you, do you think about that when you think about your future going to med school or like whatever? And I guess, how does that impact your choices moving towards this career goal? Do you believe that that's real? Because you kind of mentioned um, it before. Yeah, I think I do believe it. God does have a plan. But I also am of the person of the belief it's probably what you least expect. And I also think like sometimes it may not be exactly what you want. I think for me, like the future, the, well, the concept of the, of the future is always scary. It's the unknown, like the whole SpongeBob me, like future, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the future is scary, period. End of story. And it was a big point of anxiety for me. And I feel like for, I don't know about you, but a lot of pre-meds, it's a very scary thing because the tendency for pre-meds is like, we want to go to medical school. Medical school is so, so selective and so competitive. And like for a lot of us, it's a, it's, it's a dream. It's our dream. And the idea of not obtaining our dream is devastating and can be that pigeonhole can be very dangerous because it kind of puts you in a place where it's like you have to make it or like it's like all or nothing obviously not everyone has this thought but at least for me I didn't realize I had a very similar train of thought because I thought like I meant to go to medical school. I have to go to medical school. If I don't do have these grades, if I don't ace this test, I can't go to medical school. Then what can I do if not med that? And I wasn't able to get out of that train of thought until I really sat down and allowed my faith to kind of speak into my life in that way. Because essentially, long story short, I had an existential crisis in my master's program. <laughs> And then after that, I chilled the F out and then I realized that, at least for me and my beliefs, I realized that medical school, it's okay to, sorry, I'm also trying to articulate, so post-edit Jiang might have to do some work here to make my thoughts cohesive. I apologize in advance. It's like, I realized that, okay, as a Christian, we are taught, at least Jiang and I have been taught to believe that our God loves, loves his children, loves his creation, and he intends to do 
he is for them. Like he fights for us and he loves us and he intends good for us. So that's like concept number one that I had to remember. Which that implies if God's will, hypothetical, if God's will is not for me to go to medical school, then somehow that me not going to medical school is also for my good. And that nothing crazy, horrible will happen if I do not go to med school. Or nothing crazy will happen if I do go to med school. Inherently, as human beings, we cannot know what will come of the future. And translating that towards our faith or Christianity, I cannot know what is God's plan for me. But all I can assume is that it is for my good. And that whatever happens in the end, whether I do or whether I don't, It will be in my best interest. Understanding that helped remove so much of my anxieties that I had towards medical school. And it put me in a much healthier place than me stressing out over every single exam. Like I literally had, and I'll probably go into this more in a later episode in a mental health conversation about what I went through in my grad program. But I was in a place where I was stressing over every exam because my program was so intensive. Every test counted. Every assignment counted. It was a make it or break it. If I didn't fall into a certain, like the top 5% or top 7% or whatever of my cohort, then I wouldn't be able to participate in like the accelerated interview spots that they offered for the partnering medical school for more or less that is why I had the breakdown because to be on and to think like everything has to count or else it's all for naught like of course there's a like you need to try your best like put a hundred percent in but there's a point when that can easily become detrimental to you and your mental health and I think that's what I was doing that was what ha- was happening for me. And I, it's also wasn't just from my master, but that was happening throughout majority of my schooling life until then. Because I declared pre-med early into college, officially around sophomore, but like obviously I was taking classes prior to that. And then I was aiming, I was thinking about aiming for medical school ever since high school. So a lot of my educational journey has been that train of thought. And uh, Allowing my spiritual life to come in because I was so desperately clinging on to medical school or bust, I didn't allow my spiritual life, like the faith that in which I actually believe in, I didn't allow it to enter the realm of my future. It was like I didn't want the two, I didn't want the peas to mix in with my mashed potatoes for some odd reason. Like there's nothing wrong with that. When I realized and allowed my spiritual life to kind of carry over into this realm that I feel like I was trying to protect so desperately and just be okay with allowing like, and I feel like other primacy to listen to this, it's okay if you don't become a doctor. There are other careers in medicine that can totally use your your skills and talents. Doctor isn't the end all be all when it comes to helping other people. It's not the end all be all when it comes to participating in the health in the healthcare field, you know? And it is okay. It is completely okay to choose to pursue something else. No one is going to hate you for it. No one is going to make fun of you for it. 
but like when I realized like it is okay to let go, try your best, see what happens. But if it doesn't work out, there's so much more to life and there's so much that life has to op- offer for you. And I realized that and in terms of my faith, at least for me, like whatever happens, God, that is what God intend- intended is for your God and he will take care of you. I realized I could breathe a lot easier and in the end, my mental health got so much better. I actually did 10 times better in school. I actually, if you take a look at my second semester grades versus my first semester grades, I nearly got a perfect GPA my second semester post my breakdown compared to my first semester grades um, pre my breakdown. And I actually did so much better. I had a more positive outlook on life in general. I know that sounds very extreme, but you can't just say you had a mental breakdown and not be in an extreme emotional and mental state at that point. So having that happen to me also after I just let go and just surrendered what I was clinging on to, to God in terms of my faith and have all those positive things just happen and put me in a better place. I was like, how can I not, how can I not trust that this will be okay? I don't know if any of this made sense because I have just been externally processing all that <laughs> since you asked the question. But does that, I hope that answered your question, Jiyoung. I don't know if I answered anything. <laughs> yes, that answered my question. Okay. <laughs> oh, I was going to say a point relating to yours. Oh, so when you were talking about once you let go of having to like get your ish done for the sake of medical school and you kind of gave yourself freedom to trust the Lord and his good provision and his good plan. I think that's like a struggle that everyone has because I think as students, it's hard for you to like get yourself out of that and to think that it'll all be okay. Like obviously it's way easier to retrospectively look back and think, oh, you know, like it all worked out fine. And like, I'm sure like in the end, let's say it was God's plan, you know, like it's easier to do that. So I think it's really good of you and very admirable of you to notice that early on and to get yourself out of that. Because yeah, it sounds like you had a much more freeing experience after. Yeah, I think what I realized the trouble is it's like, because we always I think the mentality of students like, oh, if, if I just study harder, mm-hmm. I can get better grades and then I can succeed. And there's like an element of truth to that please like study hard, like be a good steward of your studies. It's like something like our church always says, like your job as a student, do well in it and do it dutifully. But you also like, and I, but I think like that's where the element of faith is and just trust that you will end up where you, exactly where you need to be, regardless of how hard you work, like work hard. And I'm sure God will like, will honor it, but also understand that don't freak out if things might not seem to be going to according to exactly what you wanted. Like if you have like your life, your 10 year life planned out, that's maybe like be open to the idea that maybe things can change and you'd be surprised how they can change for your favor or change like in a way that is good for you in a way you never thought before. Mm-hmm. And I think like understanding that and being able to let go a little bit of the reins uh, gives you a lot more breathing space to just relax and live life as literally as God intended, just live your life. (laughs) 
and not feel like I guess chained to like the concept of study until you die or whatnot. Yeah, and I think uh, something I want to add on to what you said when you said your job is a student. So when you said that, the thing that I thought of was you know our pastor. I don't think he listens to this, but you know maybe he will. Um, <laughs> he always because like our old church had such a huge college demographic. You know, you can't help but cater to that group. But something he would always say for students is that during finals or exams season would be that your identity isn't that of a student. Yeah, that's Mm. your life stage, but you can't, you know, your identity is you are a child of God. And Mm. you are so much bigger. Your whole life is going to be so much bigger than this tiny box of a student. And I think personally for me, like that message never resonated to me until like I graduated. Mm. I think it resonated more like at when I was a grad student, because, you know, like I said, I would visit like once a once a month. And I think there was this one time when I when like I did hear that sermon again. And then I was like, wow, you know, like this never resonated with me as an undergrad student, because as an undergrad, current society makes college a mandatory type thing. But once I entered grad yeah. student of my own free will to like study what I wanted to, I think that message became way more clear to me in the sense that, you know, like there's just so much more than you were saying, like studying and all that stuff. There's just like so much more to life out there. So if you're like a grad student, like you really shouldn't or like just any type of student, you really shouldn't hold that your identity of as a student to be the highest in your life priority, I guess. Mm, That is true. Okay, then I amend my statement. For at least this life stage, students, it is like, yes, be responsible for your studies, I think is what I wanted to say when it comes to you, your job as a student. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like you are a human being, you are a child of God. And you, at least for across all board grades, do not define you, nor does your successes, nor your failures. At least that is what we believe. And understanding that can be incredibly freeing and healthy, I think. But yeah. Yeah. I agree with all that was said above. So <laughs> I think now is a good time to wrap up. So if you want to hear more from us or have suggestions on future topics, you can find us on Instagram at twobraincells.podcast or email us at twobraincellspodcast at gmail.com. All links will be in the description. All right, this has been Jiang and Katie. We are just two brain cells, but we hope you learned something and didn't lose one in the process. Thanks for listening. Bye.